0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Play ball. And a pitch.
1: What's going on everybody and welcome to the brand new Subway Series Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Marinoni, and I'm joined by the one and only Tomas Reyes.
0: What's going on, man? It's been a long time coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Over here in the Believe Podcast Network.
0: You can blame quarantine.
1: Hey, listen, man, we get to talk Mets and Yankees baseball, something we're passionate about. You guys would never know that. Our former fans, you guys will understand. It's Mr. Optimism versus Mr. Pessimistic, even on our own teams. It's the yin and the yang. <laughs> well, before we get into our very first, our brand new episode, let me tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online. The tournament is coming, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness contest. As Bet Online is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. Head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And listen, man, I've been using Bet Online all football season. I gotta tell you, those lines are legit. That ain't no. I'm not gonna plug anybody else, but. Uh, or mainstream betting websites, this one blows it out of the water.
0: Man, I can only imagine. By the way, have you had any luck on
1: there? How <sighs> did football season go for you? Listen, it was looking good. It was looking good. And honestly, Thanks. I was rolling because, as we know, I also host the Believe Giants podcast. But, you know, I, you know I, was, I was pessimistic there as well. But you know what? I did believe in that team covering, and they covered a whole lot. That's why I think you guys got that extra anger on those random 49er losses that by 30 and those random 30 plus point losses because they kept it close so I did all right you know I started to get a little greedy and started doing some parlays that should have never done and that's yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: it's safe to say that we all fall victim to it but listen that's part of the fun that's part of the uh the experience and the rush that you get when you have that live ticket going on and the games are on TV, man. It's only natural. Absolutely. It's a thrill that really can't be replicated anywhere else.
1: Speaking of thrills that can't be replicated, being two MLB employees ourselves, first of all, happy to be back at work.
0: Shout the- that out to the mountaintops.
1: Listen, man, <laughs> for the most part, I can't believe I'm saying this. And you know me. I am beyond excited for Mets. And honestly, I'm excited for Yankees baseball as well. Like, I'm just genuinely excited. Like...
0: I- <sighs> I can't say it with a straight face, man. It's. I, I wanted to believe you. I wanted Ugh, to I tried. You. I commend you. That's the tip of the cap for you right there.
1: We all know all the stuff going on. Tomas and I will touch both sides. Uh, The big stories we'll touch. We'll get our opinions out. We all know what happened. It's already done. For the Yankees, it was, of course, the DJ LeMayhew talk and why it took so damn long to get that guy signed. And for the Mets, I mean, I don't even know where to begin between the good, the bad, the ugly – as far as this off season goes, <laughs> but for me, I guess we could start with the Yankees because I feel like because of the Mets news, that stuff went way under like the radar. The fact that like it started to hit home with a lot of Yankee fans after a while, like what's going on. But like it really took this damn long to sign the best player on the team. You, you know what I mean? Like th- this is a guy that, in my opinion, I mean, bring this guy home. Like don't let him test the
0: market. I mean, it worked out, but. That was me. I completely agree. DJ LeMay, he was a guy who was extremely instrumental in the Yankees' success last year. I believe he was, pound for pound, the best hitter on the team. He ended up winning his second batting title, completed his uh, quest of of winning that batting title in both leagues, which was amazing. It was great to see him take advantage of Yankee Stadium going oppo. You know, it it almost brought back shades of a Derek Jeter-like presence in the lineup, just with a bit more pop.
1: Hundred percent. And I don't you know, a lot of people might jump down your throne and go, This guy isn't Derek Jeter, like take a break. But no, I mean you gotta think about what he brings to the clubhouse, the way he carries himself both in the regular season and in the postseason in New York, wearing pinstripes. And honestly, he doesn't play the same position. He can if you need him in a pinch, but I mean he plays three different positions at an above average level. How much more can you ask for a guy, you know, in New York? How many guys have we seen talented? How many times have we seen the sunny grays of the world? I mean, two years ago, when he comes to New York and just can't get it done, but gets it done everywhere in the small markets. I mean, Stu comes from Colorado, has all that baggage of he
0: only did well in Colorado, and then he crushes his records with the Yankees. It was great to see. I can say this. I felt confident in him coming to New York as far as like his ability to play and his ability to hit. We all know he has an outstanding glove, a guy who's won multiple gold gloves. But I did not think he would acclimate himself so quickly And honestly, just become a fan favorite almost overnight. You know, I know you're you're a Mets fan, but just even seeing that from the other side, seeing that kind of love affair that he got, we inherited a son in New York. (laughs) It was awesome to see this guy flourish out there. And and I think he's a perfect bat to have in the lineup. And I am so happy that they ended up getting a chance to lock him in long term.
1: Listen, you know who he reminds me of? And I'm going to You know, Mets fans might jump down my throat for this one too, but just to relate it to to our teams, (laughs) really, David Wright. I mean, you're talking about a he looks like a blue collar guy, a guy Mm -hmm. who who doesn't get lost in the city lights. Guys like Matt Harvey, where they fell victim to that, basically let the city, you know, eat them up. He comes in, he does his job. He's a quiet guy, but he's a leader at the same time. He leads by example. You know, he's about getting the job done. And when you look at his contract, this guy could have really held out. I mean, seeing what Springer went for. And Bowers in a league of his own, and we'll touch that soon uh, later in this episode. <laughs> yeah. But you know they're similar age, right? And then you got a guy like Springer who's done well, right? But playing center field, how long is he gonna last at that position? And the money that Toronto threw at him versus what Lemahieu took with the Yankees, and you look at that production. I mean, first of all, hats off to Cashman. You know he doesn't get enough credit for the fact that what seventy million he saved if you want to compare it to the Springer contract.
0: To be honest, DJ LeMahieu has come and signed with the Yankees almost at a bargain price. If you look at it, he's a dude who could have easily stepped out and gotten over a 100 some odd million dollars and chose to stay home here in pinstripes. (laughs) The dude is built for this city. He's ice cold, never gets nervous, extremely calm under pressure. These are the kind of guys that the Yankees in recent history have kind of strayed away from. They kind of gone for the big splash name. But once you get a guy like this who's in your clubhouse, lunch pail kind of guy, you mentioned it before, blue collar. And those are the kind of players that you need in order to build that championship roster. You know, just to segue to the Mets for a second, I will be remiss if I didn't mention the acquisition Of the great Francisco Lindor.
1: Tell me how you feel, Alex. I'm going to tell you, first of all, my priority was stealing with Mayhew. I just want to say that. And I hope that there was a little bit of a scare in you Yankee fans over there. But with Lindor, I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get screamed after this.
0: Say it. Say it. I
1: I wasn't for it right away because, and the only reason why, and this is not because I don't think Francisco Lindor is, like, not what he is. I'm thrilled. He might be right now, and that's with Jose Reyes in the system. You know, be the best shortstop the Mets have ever had, right? He hasn't played a game yet, but yes, I just saw guys like him, Trevor Story, and Javier Baez, another top shortstop that are going to be free agents next year. And I'm thinking, why spend the assets? So at first I was like, we're really trading for this guy when you know, but then I'm thinking about it. All we gave up really was Rosario and Jimenez, and no top prospect. All of a sudden, I like it. And then all of a sudden, that little sweetener came in with Carlos Carrasco. Yes. All of a sudden, I'm on board. Big time on board on this one.
0: Yeah, I'm crossing my fingers for you guys this year. Hopefully, Carlos Carrasco can, you know, stay healthy. I believe if he's able to do that, he's he's a guy who can go out there and go get you 12, 13 wins at the back end of that rotation. Someone who's done it before, pitched in some big games in Cleveland, and francisco lindor i mean what can i say you literally acquired a top five shortstop in the game arguably the best in the game in all reality he's built for the big lights the dude is mr smile you know he has charisma he has swagger out there on the field you can tell that he pumps out positive energy he's a guy that automatically just breeds and oozes confidence that spills over and permeates in that locker room so in my opinion you know, he he has four tools, all legit, former Gold Glove winner, multiple-time All-Star, also has Silver Sluggers. Like, this is the kind of bat at shortstop that I don't believe the Mets have ever had. You mentioned Jose Reyes, excellent player, but I think Francisco Lindor brings something else different to the table.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing that's really missing out of Francisco Lindor right now is that extension, and he did make it clear that he <laughs> does not want to uh, talk extension during the season he's he seems open for accepting one before the season like not test free agency but either get paid now or you run the risk of possibly dropping I mean it's the same way risk the other way too you know you could have a hell of a year in New York and all of a sudden that 250 number because I don't think he's a 300 guy but you could become a 300 guy if you show that you could do it in New York so um, that's the only thing they're missing on now I mean for me this offseason extend him and extend Conforto, and let's get to work
0: I don't believe the Mets should uh waste too much time you know in not extending Lindor just because the last thing you want to happen is for this guy to come into town you know create a big splash which he has already done as far as just the name but actually you know come here and produce and have him walk out of the door for for nothing you know I feel like this is the Mets opportunity to Shall I say become the Big Brother in New York? I mean, you yeah, throwing listen. those
1: words in this? I didn't think you'd be throwing the words. I thought I'd Let, be throwing the words.
0: Listen, man. Um, I believe. I believe. You know, shout out to our guy Chris Francisco. He's one of <laughs> one of our buddies. He's a captain of the uh, Mets bandwagon, and I think I fully jumped on board, Alex. I I really like the moves you guys have made. Again, you know, we touched on Lindor. We touched on uh, Carrasco. We haven't mentioned Taiwan Walker, a guy who, who's out there competing and battling for one of those back-end rotation spots. You know, the Kevin Pilars, the guys that are going to be coming off the bench, giving you some spot starts and providing some high-level defense. Also, you know, he's solid with the stick as well. So you guys are looking good, man. But I'm expecting the same from the Gram, You know, and I'm expecting that rotation to kind of take a step up, even though Syndergaard isn't going to be available.
1: Well, listen, since you brought up Chris... I just want to let Chris know, if he's listening, fourth place, buddy. Still going to be fourth place, but <laughs> he's got 99 wins locked in. I'm not buying it. But no, you're right. I You know what? The Mets made some moves that I really agreed with this year, and they weren't the splashes. I was A-OK. I'll just address it now. I was 100% fine with the Trevor Bauer situation. And what actually I learned about Trevor Bauer is that I'm so happy this guy's not in New York, because if you're going to do what you did, right, you're going to— have the clothing line come out or your website, have the Mets merchandise. You're going to play the game basically. And then you're going to like, y- you've set up the table basically for yourself. You went home in the end to be the bad guy. You, you said I'm the villain, right? You didn't have to show the video the way you did with that last scene, wishing he was LeBron type video. He had like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like ha- in deck down all Mets gear, the thing goes away and he goes, Oh, I'm coming, whatever he said, you know, yeah. fine. You want to play the villain? I respect it. That's fine. But then to go out and apologize that wasn't supposed to happen, you know, his agent's whining, he's whining, I'm this, oh, blah, 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 like, like you're trying to save a relationship. Like, no, you don't know, who. like, the fan base you messed with. It's the same thing with the Yankees. You don't know the fan base you just messed with. Like, you played with their hearts. Fine. You chose the Dodgers. You're just the bad guy. Congratulations. You're the new Utley. Just deal with it, you know, and just be happy that you don't have to go out there three days a week when you play the Mets. You only have to go off for one start if your turn you know, comes in the rotation. So he basically babied out, and I was like, you know what? This dude does not have the stomach for New York. He's too mm-hmm. much of a, you know, all about me. And, you know, you went to a team that, yes, there's demand for that team to win in L.A., but not the same in New York because they got their victory last year. So obviously every team wants to win. Every fan base wants to see victories. But they got that World Series that they've been chasing for the last, like, four or five years. So there's a ease over there. And he took the he took the soft way out.
0: Listen, I don't want to go out on a limb and and compare this situation to when Kevin Durant chose and went to the Warriors. But it kind of has that same feeling there where you're kind of already walking into a built in powerhouse. It allows you to play with less pressure. Obviously, he has pressure just because of the big contract. But at the same time, it's more of a different vibe. You know, we all know, I mean, as the world knows, the kind of fan base that the New York fans are and we're passionate, we're hungry to win here and we want to see things go right. And when you get someone of Trevor Bower's caliber into a situation like that, you'd like to believe that they'd be able to excel. But I personally don't think that it would have been the right move for you guys. I think you guys took the right steps and kind of let that situation go because I'm not I'm not exactly sure how successful Trevor Bauer would have been here. You mentioned Sonny Gray at the top of the broadcast, and it really brought that point home because Sonny Gray was an excellent pitcher when he was there with the Oakland Athletics. Fast forward, he gets to New York. He's not the same guy. I mean, he's just yeah. absolutely, you know, he's just,
1: it's like, You went from I'm the ace to I I don't belong here. Like, I'm not the big dog here. I'm the big dog in the small market, but I'm not that same guy in in this
0: situation. So I feel like that may have been the case for Trevor Bauer. So I I really feel like you guys lucked out there. The fact that a lot of times when you guys go ahead and pay these pitchers big money, it hasn't necessarily worked out well for you guys. So I, I really like the approach you guys took. You know, you guys signed some quality arms out there and guys that are going to be able to give you innings in the starting rotation and even in the back end of that bullpen there. I'm a Yankees guy, and I'm out here pulling for you guys. Alex,
1: jump on the train. Come on. I'm not jumping on any trains.
0: I will (laughs) say this.
1: I will say this. With the Bauer situation, you're right. You can't make the argument of, like, the Durant situation. But my whole reason for that and the reason why I'm happy that the Mets didn't pay 40-plus million to this guy a year because— He doesn't have the impact that Durant does. Like, Durant is an automatic game changer. When you talk Bauer and you talk a starting pitcher, listen, starting pitchers are everything. And and we will literally get on our hands and knees and pray for Jacob DeGrom over here. But you know what? He's still a guy that comes every fifth day. And he's still a guy that doesn't give you a win. He can't help you win a game, 162 games a year. He can help you win 30 to 33, you know, in a good season. So he doesn't have the same level of impact. So to have all that hoopla and all that crap about him, I didn't even think there was this much smoke with Garrett Cole, and Garrett Cole is far a better pitcher.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: But you got to help me out here, though. I mean, yes, I want to keep burying my Mets and everything, and and they're making smart moves. Cohen's done a nice job. Let Sandy run the show. There is no Jeff Wilpon getting in the way of things anymore. There's no Madoff scandal getting in the way of things anymore. It's been roses in that sort of regard, but you got to help me out here. I mean, I'm looking down these transaction lists, and I'm following the Yankees. I'm going, they really just signed Jay Bruce? Uh, They bring back Brett Gardner. All right, that makes sense. But Corey Kluber, like, these are the guys that we're relying on? You don't have to be big, bad Yankees, but, I mean, is this the best we can do?
0: I mean, look, look. I'm happy that the Yankees didn't go overboard and just start throwing money at guys just because we didn't win the World Series last year. I'm perfectly fine with the moves that they've made. Bringing in Jamison Tyon was an excellent move. It's a guy who was a former first-round pick, a guy who is supposed to be, you know, a legit top-of-the-rotation starter, worst-case scenario, mid, you know, mid-rotational guy. And bringing in Kluber, I mean, you got a guy who's a former Cy Young, a former stud, trying to find his way back on the field and kind of get back in that groove there, I think him being in New York, he's going to get a chance to kind of like revive his career, be around that winning culture. And, you know, wearing pinstripes, man, that just I mean, you'd have to admit it. That does something different to you. I mean, look, we used to play baseball. Could you imagine us wearing pinstripes? Dude, I feel like Roger Maris or something out there, man. I feel like the man. Not once, not
1: once have I ever envisioned pinstripes. <laughs> Even when we were talking about our our artwork, I was like, "Don't you put me in those Mets pinstripes? Give me the black jerseys. Give me any other jersey ever." So I can't agree with that. I can't. And you know oh. what? I gotta say, I gotta I gotta get on you right now. I mean, you just sound right there. That little that little uh, monologue for um, Corey Kluber. You sound like every Mets fan when they bring in the Adrian Gonzalez's at 39 years old of the world and the. You know, they the Mets' brass try to convince you that Todd Frazier and Jay Bruce is going to be, you know, the difference maker. I don't know, man. This is not the New York Yankee way.
0: Listen, listen, listen. I'm not being blinded by Corey Kluber, you know, the the guy on the back of the baseball card. I understand that he may not be the same pitcher. But if it's a dude who can go out there and get us 125, 150 innings for the season— that's something that any team could use. And I do believe he'd be able to keep the ERA under four, personally. I mean, the dude is a legit pitcher, someone who locates the ball very well, a sinker ball, a guy who gets the ball on the ground. I, I think he's built for Yankee Stadium. I mean, hopefully he can keep that ball in the yard, because me and you know, playing in Yankee Stadium is like playing in a sandbox. So the more ground ball pitchers we have on our staff, The better we're looking, and I believe Corey Kluber can go out there and give us a solid five or six innings of three-run ball and put us in a very good position to win. So I'm I'm confident in the move. We got rid of Adavino. You know, he was somebody that didn't necessarily fare too well here in New York. But listen, we needed to make some of these changes just to kind of shore up the back end of that bullpen and kind of give us some more length in there. Getting Kluber. It adds depth. It adds depth to the team, and I think it was a, a good move, in my opinion. I mean, he may yeah, be a know, couple of years past the prime, but I, I'll know, take I him now.
1: There is a move that the Yankees made who I thought was a very good move, too. It's, I think it's going to become a bigger move down the stretch uh, is the move for Darren O'Day. Um, I think yes. he's still got some arm left, and now with Britain's news, he's out until it seems to be end of May, sometime end of June, like somewhere in that time frame where they're hoping it's before the All-Star break, you know, so – Darren O'Day all of a sudden became more important, almost to the point where did you really want to trade out of Vino at that point now? You know, that kind of stinks, but at the very least, you know, you have Chapman still there to lock things down and, you know, some of those other guys, the greens of the world, that can do a job. But, you know, that's, I think Darren O'Day is going to end up pitching in some big innings for you guys.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. He's a solid arm in the back end of that bullpen, he's a guy who's done it for a long time. Not a, not necessarily a spring chicken. He knows how to get the job done. And I believe he'll be a good fit here in New York. He's going to be a guy who's not asked to do a ton, per se. You know, just expected to go out there and do his job and, and keep the ball in the ballpark. At the end of the day, that's all. Those are the, the those are the kind of pitchers the Yankees are looking for, guys who can go out there and get outs. And I feel like him coming to New York, kind of, you know, breathing that New York air, that'll breed, breed some new life into him. And you also mentioned good old Jay Bruce. I'm interested to see what we see out of him in in spring training. Obviously a power left bat. He's a guy, you know, who's a little on the older side, but I think he still has a few decent hacks left in him. You know, we will uh kind of get him in the camp and see see what you know how it looks. You know, it, it never hurts to get you know take a flyer on a guy such as that. You know. Low risk, high reward. There it is. And yeah, there it is. And uh yeah, yeah, man. I mean I'm looking forward to to seeing what Jay Bruce has has left in the tank. And you know, if he's somebody who can kind of be a guy off the bench, come in and give us a good cup good couple at bats, then I, I don't I don't mind having him on the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you from experience he's definitely
1: not your everyday outfielder, but who knows? With the way the Yankees <laughs> outfielders get hurt, he, he might be he might be one of them at some point. Yeah. But was there any jealousy that, you know, the Mets are bringing in a guy like James McCann and the Yankees don't even address the catching position at
0: all? Or are you still are you still riding high on your boy, Gary? I think given that this is going to be Gary's, for lack of better term, platform year, he needs to step it up. I feel like the Yankees have the Yankees have given him enough opportunities. Hopefully he comes into camp, you know, just in a in better shape overall. I saw a bit of him, you know, in the in the Dominican League over the offseason. He was playing pretty good. You know, his stick looked good. His at bats were way better than what I expected. Just coming off of last year, serviceable would do enough at this point. So, um, I'm. Oh, you're I'm saying ex- oh, okay. I say you're, yeah, you're, yeah, say, yeah. you're
1: saying will be enough. I thought you said. I thought I took it as you were saying serviceable last year. I was like. Ah.
0: Oh no, no. Last year was not serviceable. Hitting under two hundred for me does not equal a serviceable back. Just to uh just to make that clear out there to the listeners. So if you get yeah, under two
1: hundred, you better be stout behind the plate. You better be Yachty oh, behind the plate. And he is uh, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, we I'm I'm hoping to see some improvement back there behind the plate. You know, he did slim down. I just hope he comes here and and looks interested and wants to make it work. Um, I feel like he's been beaten down mentally by by just the ups and downs in New York, and and you know this is a year he'll get a chance to kind of get a fresh start and you know see see what see what he has to show. You know, I, I don't know how long the the Yankees leash can get with Gary Sanchez. You know, this got to be
1: it. This has to be it. And I will not even give him a full season. He comes out the gates, maybe give him like three months, and if he's like <laughs> he's like one eighty five, you're, pulling that, you're
0: you know? pulling that quick, man.
1: <laughs> oh, listen, I mean you could make the argument it should have been pulled last year or this off season. So at least you give him the, the benefit of the doubt, give him the two, three months. You know, all you hear about is I got, ta- you know, Aaron Boone and all those guys. He's one of the best hitters. He's got talent. He's got this, but if you can't put it on the field, you know, he might have great looking BPs and might've impressed people during the home run derby like nine years ago. I know it wasn't, but you get it. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just, I guess just judging or going by, the New York way where everybody you have to produce quick and keep it. And the minute you don't, you're kind of boot booted out of this city. You know, I don't think he did enough to like warrant the, oh, but you know what? He's done so much for this organization. Like he won one home run derby. Like that's really what he hang his hat on right now. He had one rookie season where he was like that guy. And that that was a wrap.
0: And, And and I will throw out there. He does have the most home runs of any catcher through the first five years of their career. No, okay. No. The second highest slugging percentage.
1: We are in a different world right now. We are in the launch angle when we should know better than anybody being Statcast coordinators. You know, we're at, over at MLB. We, we know better that this game has changed and I don't know, you you can say that. And then what you're basically telling me right now is that he's more, he's a better or he's on pace to be a better hitter than a guy like Mike Piazza. With those type of remarks, and I'm just gonna say right you now, who
0: said it? I did not. I'll, I'll get <laughs> out of
1: here. Uh, I'm glad we're laughing about that.
0: <laughs> I did not say that. All I say is this, man. I'm crossing my fingers for Gary. I hope he comes out there. And, uh, I hope he comes out there this year and, and just shows everybody what you know what he's all about. Um, and I he, hope his he, talent just shines through
1: he'd be like a new acquisition.
0: I mean, if he did that, it'd be like
1: you acquired, you have to basically Yankee fans have to go in knowing like we're getting nothing out of the catcher position, expect absolutely nothing. And then if he turns something around, it's like, who the hell is this guy? We just made a move for, you know, that's how you got to kind of treat it. I feel like at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I agree. I mean,
1: or else he's going to be what giants fans who there's a lot of Yankee giants fans, you know, he's almost like your Evan Ingram at this point, you know I mean? It's like, you know, do what you got to do or get off the pot you know what i mean at this yeah, point yeah, you yeah. know
0: but. yeah i mean I, I think the yankee fan base they're uh they're they're kind of tired of waiting around and and, and they want to see the full product so you know again we're crossing our fingers with that said i saw a couple interesting signing by the mets how do you feel about albert almora jr and the low-key very sneaky signing of the very versatile jonathan vr
1: Uh, VR I love when I saw that I was like that's a guy that that's a major league ball player coming off the bench and you know you need them start 25 30 games for an injury or something that's a guy I want written in that lineup card but uh, Albert Amora you know he's a guy that he you know if he makes the team cool I guess he's gonna be competing with Pilar right this spring training because they signed into a minor league deal so he can go down to the minors which was smart so and I think you know what I liked it to the fact that they got depth and they got major league player depth they didn't like Trade for, like, they did bring in a guy like Khalil Lee, but old Mets would have brought in a guy like Khalil Lee, and he's a young guy who could still have promise, but they would have brought him in and been like, that's your backup who's going to end up starting like 100 games this year. Good yeah. luck. Like, like Almora's <laughs> going to be in spring training. If he wins the job, good for him, but there's competition there. Pilar's Pilar. You know, I think we all know what Pilar is at this point. We're hoping mm. he can become that gold glove center fielder again, but. I mean, if you're telling me Pilar is going to play against every lefty and you only have to have Nimmo in there against righties and you got a nice little switch there. You know, I don't hate it. And knowing that, God forbid, anything happens to one of them. I got another guy like Almora who can come in who's probably at this point better defensively than both, but at the very least can do a job for a short period of time. You know, that's fine. And then you could experiment with Khalil Lee, put him down in a. In Triple A and see what happens. So I gotta say, there really hasn't been a move the Mets made this year that I disagreed with.
0: Wow! <laughs> Did we just hear that? Wow! No moves that he disagrees with. I love I this.
1: Got, I gotta tell you, I, you know, I'm gonna, I want to hate. I'm looking for the hate right now. I want to just, you know, maybe just the hate. You know, I hate that Brad Hand went to Washington. But the Mets, yeah, I gotta say they 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 gave him more money, you know, and they they decided, he decided to go to Washington. Same thing with even with Bauer and Springer, they gave more. I think Springer they got outbid, but but like by like five million, like Bauer, they gave more money. They tried. I just want to be in the conversation. You know, maybe that's not good enough. You know, yeah. we got to win out on some of these players, but I just want to be in. The, we're in the conversation now. And it seemed like every friggin' player that came available was like, you know, blah, 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 blah are on them. Mets also interested. I felt like they threw that in there. Like the Mets were like, I'm calling everybody and we got money <laughs> to throw around. Let's Let's do our background checks, which clearly they don't do well enough. Shout out to our GM of 18 days. But, you know, um, (laughs) it's just, you know, I I have to say, and this is coming from a long way of me with the Brody days going, you know, people are, Robbie Cano, Edwin Diaz, and I'm sitting there going, this sucks. And so far it sucks. And also Jared (laughs) Kolonik looking like he's going to make the team uh, this year out in Seattle and is, you know, the highly touted five-tool prospect who's going to get early play. So I can't wait to see him and Justin Dunn just turn Seattle around, win the AL West and uh so I could just go cry in uh one of
0: my basement bedrooms down here. <laughs> oh man. Listen, listen, listen. For the record, it was just breaking news. Alex just agreed with all the Mets moves. First of all, I just yeah. wanted to get that out there, want to let the fans know that this doesn't happen often and when it does, it should be celebrated. With that said, listen, you guys are poised to have a really good season. New management, new ownership, all of it has just come together almost like an excellent bowl of gumbo. Everything (laughs) makes sense right now. Everything is flowing in New York, and I'm liking what I see out there in Queens. I I love it. I think the Mets are going to have a really good season, and you guys should feel good, man. You guys are finally looking like the team you're supposed to be, a playoff team. You guys are looking like it, man. I'm putting my money out there right now. Mets are going to the playoffs this season. Book it, first episode. Wow, wow,
1: first episode. You're gonna drop that on them. Wow.
0: Yes. I'm. I'm
1: still. I'm stuck on gumbo. Like, what? Are, re, are we re, relocating to Louisiana? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say coming out like a perfect. You know, pizza pie or something, you know, yeah, for I was thinking, I, I was know. thinking
0: that, you know what, it, it, the pizza, the pizza analogy is actually perfect, man. I <laughs> messed up there, but yes, a perfect pizza, pepperoni,
1: you know, it doesn't sound right. Maybe that's why you said gumbo, that gumbo, yeah, you know, yeah. like pizza just kind of stops, but all right. Well, I ain't making any declarations other than the fact that the Mets are going to be fourth place. I think the Yankees got a real something to worry about in ter- with Toronto now. I think Boston's going to be better, but we'll, we'll get into that as the season gets going. I'm not going to – I'm doing my best to not tell you how I really feel about the Yankees. I'm telling you the Mets are fourth place, but I, I'm I'm not going to go out there and say it yet. But um, you guys are just going to have to listen on uh, as we go on. Um, you know, we touched off in the offseason right now, but as we go on throughout the season, we'll cover you guys on a weekly basis. Um, we'll touch everything that happens basically throughout the week with these two teams. I'll be doing a lot of complaining. Tomas will be talking me off the ledge, and the Yankees will be in first. The Mets will probably start the season about 24-10 and 10 in that first month, the first month and a half, and then, you know. They're just gonna they're going to keep it going this year, Alex.
0: They're going to keep it going this year, Alex. you got to believe, man. Come on. Come on. It's something in the New York air. I don't know. I woke up today. I'm feeling good. I see these teams. I, I I like what I'm seeing right now.
1: I'm just excited. I'll say this. I'm excited that the starting rotation isn't featuring – 30-plus-year-old Michael Waka and 30-plus-year-old Rick Porcello. And we're getting Carlos Carrasco, Marcus Stroman's coming back. Peterson's going to be here from the beginning. You know, uh, Syndergaard at some point. So And then, of course, our beloved Jacob deGrom. So they got some depth, right? We got – dude, I can't even say his name. Jordan Yamamoto? Yamamoto. you know, yeah. our, <laughs> our boy from, from Miami um, and Lucchesi. I mean, you, you have depth legitimate names that could start and the Yankees I mean honestly just to quickly touch on it the rotation I think is pretty strong and I don't think it's talked about enough I mean because when we I was making fun of Kluber for a second but like oh like the Mets the reason why I was making fun of that is because the Mets would have put plugged him in at two like they did Porcello and been like this is your guy and it's like no he's not but you're throwing him in there as your five you know and it's like all right I could definitely have a worse five
0: Yes, that's, you know, that's part of the reason why I feel so good about Kluber. He's going to be a guy who's not going to be asked to do too much. You know, him being on the older side, but you just need someone to hold down the back of that rotation. Um, He's a guy that's not going to be expected to go out there and throw 200 innings and, you know, quote unquote, go win a Cy Young. But I believe he'll be able to be a serviceable pitcher, a guy who'd have a 3-5 ERA. Something solid out there, man. Go get us twelve wins or something like that. And, and kind of just hold down the fort, man. We just need to keep them healthy to get them to the end of the season and give ourselves a good shot in the playoffs. We're gonna be fine. I feel the same exact way about the Mets so far. And you know, I'm very excited for this season. How about you, Alex?
1: I am. You know, we're gonna be we're all we're gonna be all over social media. So follow us on Twitter, Instagram, the Subway Series Podcast. Um, we'll have show updates and, uh, we'll probably retweet some of the ugly, um, Mets and Yankees things, some of the good looking Mets and Yankees things throughout the week. Yes. And, uh, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up for the show. I'll let Tomas get into that in our next episode, but in our next episode, we will be interviewing a very special guest,
0: the legendary
1: award-winning I ain't going to drop his name yet, but you're going to have to find it on social media. We will be blasting it, but be sure to hear our second episode coming out next Monday. Be on the lookout. I hope you enjoy this show. And again, yeah, we got our special guest next episode. Um, You guys are definitely not going to want to miss out. And it has to do with something that
0: was just recently aired on ESPN. Make sure you guys tune in to next week's episode. I'm excited for some New York baseball. I'm ready to go, man. Tune in next week. And for that, see you guys next time. Take care.